your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. everybody welcome back for episode 85 this is jay with travis and adam how's it going guys oh pretty good and yourself oh you know just well actually i shouldn't complain about the temperature at all because that's just silly for me to do that compared to what you've been dealing with we're supposed to hit like 105 this weekend though yeah we actually we had that little heat wave at the end of the week last week, and now it's actually kind of like cooled down, and it's been like a high of like maybe 84, 85 the last two, three days. So, wanting to get out before the weekend and do some driving again, but I don't think it's going to happen. I got to go last weekend. That was kind of nice. I had a good time hanging out with Jared. Yeah. Drove some moon buggies and his capra quite a bit and then he drove a bunch of our cars so i don't know it's really about the only thing i've done besides work stuff don't really have any like build things going on at the moment yeah um i got a couple things i need to button up for axial fest because i think we're coming down to like three four weeks away oh um, yeah and i've actually got the little SCX 24 bug. So I ordered some parts to kind of make it a little more fun and enjoyable. So waiting for that to come in. Nice. And then I think I'm actually going to get into somewhat of like the Sorka class two build. I think I'm going to turn the rig that I call the cheater into more of a actual comp legal uh, rig and uh yeah go from there i already got new axles for it uh, i got one of those new homes hobbies uh revolver things like super stubby i mean i think the overall from mounting plate to the end of the um, housing that spins is maybe seven eighths of an inch to an inch really the thing is tiny wow that's crazy it is gnarly looking huh so gonna give it a whirl. That's pretty wild. So yeah, I guess they're doing a limited edition on this one. It's a 540 uh, team spec. So um, yeah, he only like I think he's only got he put out like two or three batches of 60. So he's only got he's I think he's got less than a hundred of them out there. So wow. Yep. So I snagged one of those. So we'll see how it does. Nice. But that's about it as far as uh, builds and all that fun stuff. It was funny to talk about 24th scale because I just saw it. J Concepts has a 24th creep and then a, I think, F250. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. The creep's kind of a cool looking one. I think you should do every single trail at Axial Fest with your 24th scale. Oof. That might make be rough. It, make it a goal to hit every trail with the 24th. <laughs> Start. It won't finish, though. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the entire course at Die Hard with the SCX 24 and the Enduro 24. Yeah. I imagine that, like, pales in comparison, though, to... Oh yeah, no. It's, I, I can't remember. It's only like 150 yards worth of trail, if I remember right. I measured it out one day. I don't. I don't remember what it is now, but I think it was pretty close to that. Oh man. Um. What else should we finish covering the news? Yeah. Why don't we? Um. 
I don't know what you guys had. I just had a couple of industry things, not necessarily crawler related. Um, I saw this week, this is a little bit more racer prevalent, but AKA the tire company got bought out by horizon this week, which was interesting from a consumer perspective. Um, <laughs> because I saw what happened to Proline. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know how I feel about yeah i I mean aka aka to be fair was like on their deathbed they've been for yeah they've been struggling for a while i think that it was definitely yeah it was definitely weird that yeah like pro line gets bought that becomes like the go-to for anybody that's horizon based and then now we have aka so it's like all right well then how is this supposed to work how many tire companies does one like how many tire brands does one company need yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just it. It's like, you know, you're just collecting the profits for both now. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, that one, that one is a little bit more like, just kind of like how Proline was that also, that that's brutal for hobby shops and stuff like that. You know, I mean, like when, when the Proline buy happened, like I was, I was fairly like optimistic that they weren't going to, do everything they did <laughs> with Proline <laughs> only because they said they weren't going to only because only because it yeah anyways. it had absolutely I, I didn't think that at all especially you know because they didn't you know make a post about it or anything saying that operationally nothing was changing before everything operationally changed that had nothing to do with it at all um <laughs> you know aka obviously did not have like as much market share um, but they were still pretty decent grip, uh, you know, in racing, you know, I mean, they, they were still one of the big tire companies. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating in all honesty. Um, yeah, I was never, I haven't been an AKA customer or anything for years. So yeah, it, that's, that's, you know, it is, it is what it is, but I guess, you know, kind of better for some of the smaller tire brands because more people are going to be more apt to support them. So, yeah, yeah J, J concepts will start getting pretty popular, I'm sure now, more so than they already are. But I mean, that'll probably end up being a lot of people's choice here soon. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's J concepts, hot race lugs now. I mean, there's a little bit more tire companies than there used to be. But yeah, that's definitely like a it's a if anything, just kind of a poor omen for maybe what's to come. Um, and then additionally for Horizon. Um, I noticed this week uh, that Arma um, actually has, I, I, I guess, Horizon as a whole is sponsoring at least one NASCAR driver. And so there's an Arma wrap on a NASCAR um, entry. Oh, I saw that. The yeah. next little while. So it definitely seems that Horizon is is trying to build up Arma to like try and take it to Traxxas is the way that I'm starting to interpret what they're doing with that brand. Um, which is funny yeah, because in definitely. all honesty, I don't think they make anything near as cool, um, it personally, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting that that's, that's what they're trying to do with it is they're kind of trying to take some of that like basher market share, um, which I get, but yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting. So Horizon's making a lot of weird moves. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate to kind of see another one of the like smaller companies sort of get absolved into that just cause like. You know, we saw we saw what happened with Proline. We kind of saw what happened with Axial. I mean, a lot of good people still work for those companies, but it's just it's frustrating to see what's happened to the brands as a whole. And the only reason I'm even like this pessimistic about it is just because like, I mean, Proline was the complete 180 for everything they said they were gonna do, and it's yeah. you know very obvious that it's just they don't care. So yeah, it's a bummer, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's I I noticed too that Axial is a sponsor of the Southern Rock Racing Series, which is like all the rock bouncer oh, stuff. So they're yeah, so they're you know pushing the rift and stuff. And what what was kind of cool that I, makes sense. I don't I don't know if we ever talked about this before or not, but what's kind of neat is they have their 
you know, national events and stuff. And at each of the nationals, they actually have an RC class. And so some of the guys are running like one-to-one and they're running the RC class as well. And it's like same trophies and everything and podium pictures and all that stuff. So pretty neat that they're, I I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Which makes sense. They're like the perfect, like hobby sponsor for that sort of thing. Yeah. Especially since they still kind of like make a lot of those like open wheel rigs. Yeah. I just thought it was cool that they actually had gone and, you know, like made a legitimate class at the nationals for it. Just, yeah, it was just cool. You know, it's just lending RC a little bit more. I wonder if that was like part of the sponsorship package was like, you know, we'll have a little, you know, know, part of like a part of this where like you can kind of contribute to this on the RC side. Yeah, exactly. I bet that's what it was. Pretty cool, though. Yeah, very, very. That's neat. But yeah, that's kind of it for news for me. Um, yeah. Looks like MST's got a 242-millimeter wheelbase crawler that has come out, and it is, let's see, right around the $300 mark, I believe, and it looks like it's little like suzuki jimny so that's pretty cool they've got three different color combos with that they got silver matte yellow which is kind of a crazy one and then blue so yeah so that was kind of neat that's cool that they're showing some love to some more like popular european style wheelers versus everything that you always see in the united states you know yeah, it's a hard it's a hard cycle because something like it gets cool like that's cool gets like introduced. Because, yeah. and then it's like, you know, it's people kind of want it cuz it's like this sort of like niche like you can't really get like this style, right? You know, and yeah. so people kind of get it and then, you know, a bunch of people get it and then it's not as cool anymore cuz a bunch of people bought it so then like insert another one where it's like this is a kind of a style where not a lot of people have. It's kind of funny to see that happen kind of over and over again yeah. but it's kind of cool because i mean no matter what like more stuff comes onto the market that just sort of adds to the like diversity of it all yeah i like you know that's one of the things that i kind of like is the weird like sort of offbeat builds where like they're not always necessarily the most practical or cool looking thing but they're just different yeah exactly yeah yeah because that's that's kind of a style that you see like like, I don't know if you guys have ever looked at any of the, like, Recon G6 coverage from, like, when they have it over in Hong Kong and stuff, but there's a, a lot of rigs like that, and then a lot of, like, Camel Trophy-style, like, defenders and stuff. So well, it's kind of cool. I think what they do is, like, everybody kind of models kind of what they see, and if you think about it, you know, the States, you see a lot of Jeeps, Toyotas, full-size rigs, um, you know, like the k5 blazers and stuff and then over in europe you see the wheelers you do see are going to be more like that it's going to be a dakar style or like some weird off you know the beaten path kind of rig that got turned into a wheeler because that's what they have readily available over there yeah exactly i think that's where it comes from yeah no it's it's pretty cool i think that's pretty neat and then it gives people a chance to have something different in a country that you know because once in a while you see something like that pop up like i was at a rest stop going to an event a couple of years ago and we saw a uh, pajero in the parking lot being towed behind a motorhome so that was kind of a trip so once in a while you see those you know rigs that are more popular over in asia and europe you know they'll get imported over here into the u.s so that was that was kind of neat it was like it's an unassuming looking rig like it just you know looks like a a samurai or something you know just really small suv but like if you like if you kind of follow that stuff though and you know like you see it and you're like oh man that's actually really rare you know but it's not something that most people would probably catch yeah um I was just uh, doing like dual, you know, multitasking. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram and I guess six hours ago, Proline 
released the trencher in a 2.2 the only thing i want to bring up about this is is they labeled it your new favorite crawler tire just in a bigger size the trencher wasn't that like more of a short course based it, it tire? was it was a short course slash basher tire like it wasn't something that was used for like short purse racing but like for just playing around and bashing yeah that was a popular one for it and actually those trenchers are freaking awesome that's what i have on my solid axle epx truck right now and oh my god did those tires work good they're ridiculous so they, uh, yeah, I, I liked them better than the higher axe, honestly. Like they they work really good. They're a fantastic cheater tire. So, well, so now you can get them in a two point two. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess like all the class three guys would be stoked on that. They'd probably work really, really well. Yeah, they're pretty neat. I haven't had a chance to really use them at uh, this other spot we go to, Cap Sandy, but I uh, spent a bunch of time um last saturday at mount erie with that tire and it just it did really really good especially because that spot is typically a little slipperier you know like less traction on the rock surface there than what we're normally used to so i can't wait to get it on some high grip stuff because those tires actually work really really well nice yeah which is weird for like a basher tread, but I mean, I don't know. They just, the, it's a really fine tread pattern on them. You know, like there's not any like really big lugs or anything. It's just mostly like two millimeter, like ridges, you know, like yeah. just little shapes. And for whatever reason that just, I don't know. It just grabs really, really well. They're pretty awesome tires. What they need to do is what I'd like to see RC four wheel drive do is take those Mickey Thompson Baja Pro X's and make those in a two point two for all the rock bouncers and stuff because that is a meaty tire and you're starting to see those pop up more and more. If if they had them in a two point two, they would look wicked. Yeah, those would be really cool for like the rift and those rigs. Oh yeah um i was gonna say what was it um i follow holly fowler um aka mischief maker and she's no longer with mickey thompson and she used to run those what were the ones you were talking about that one episode the baja pro something the pro x the pro x so she used to run those and now she runs uh the crawlers on her i think they're 40s on her jeep and they just look like gnarly yeah they i have the 1.9 version and i really really like those they look just evil yeah i have them in 1.9 also yeah they're pretty neat um let's see i think that's about it for like product stuff right now yeah, that's why I was just scrolling through, seeing if I saw anything else. The Ecto body is available now. I know some people were waiting for that, so that's cool. You can get that in clear through Associated. Sweet. Well, should we dive into some questions then? Why don't yeah. we? Uh, yeah. yeah, you want me to open those up? or I've got them. Okay. All right, Chris Trudeau, is Jay finally done with the Crafter Wrap? Uh, pretty much. Well, no, I still got to do the hood. Okay. But that that's going to be like a three-person job. So, no. No. Are his fingers no longer numb? They um, hurt really bad. I've been oh. cutting out a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, And then let's talk about Jay's new love of the Jeep hard body. That thing's pretty cool. We talked about it a bunch on the last episode, I think, if I remember right. But I don't, I don't yeah, know. No, it's it's been a fun experience. I want to weld up a cage for it and do some other stuff. But yeah, no, it's been a good time. That's a cool body. Yeah. Um, Eric Warren asks, any opinions on the new tracks ass pro scale lighting? I 
did we talk about that the day that we talked about like the winch and stuff that they released? I think so, but I I'm gonna be honest, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. We might have touched on it, but I don't know. I think we acknowledged it. So we probably haven't formed any opinions since. Well, my only opinion is well, see, this is the thing. I guess it's unfair, you know, I should be more biased, but like I you know, I typically go with Manny from uh, lit LED. If I'm going to do any kind of lights, I don't really ever do a system. I've never been that guy to go, Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a whole system and do this and do that. Um, it's just, it's a lot of, in my opinion, excess nonsense that you put on your car. And sometimes depending on how scale your build is, you might run out of room quickly. So I haven't looked at that. Like if that's going to be another thing, like um, my trick RC that has like a little like control board. So like, It'll have signals and all that crap. I should probably look it up right now while we're talking about it. Yeah, I'm trying to look right now. While they have an external BEC kit you can buy now, it's the Traxxas one. It is 40 bucks. Then they got a two-speed conversion that you can buy now. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they're working on for three-in-one light harness. I'm, I don't know if I'm seeing like the whole kit, though. Seeing lots of harnesses and stuff. Ford Bronco light kit. Wow, 70 bucks. That's a spendy bugger. I was going to say, it depends on what you're looking at. I'm on their website right now, and they're, um, what are they calling this one? It says light up the trail. It says the TRX4 LED lights are available as a complete kit or as individual components, but this thing I'm looking at, which says out of stock, is, um, I don't know if this is just for the Defender, because that's what they have up here, but, I mean, that's 100 bucks. God. Yeah, there's the Defender one, and then the 79 Blazer light kit is 60 bucks. The Bronco, I'm assuming the older version is 70. Man, they're really pushing their own branded stuff. It's wild. <laughs> yep. And I was right. Like this, if you read about it, they have like different like brightness settings on those lights. So like if you don't want them like super obnoxious, it looks like you can turn them down. But it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's a lot of extra stuff just to get one function out of it. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like, um, Todd's running something on one of his rigs and it's like it's tied into his um, to his receiver so you can control it from your remote and it's just like man but you have to add all that extra just to do that so you got to have the room for it yeah wiring gets out of control pretty quick <laughs> oh yeah there was a, one of our customers posted up a picture of a build and did a really nice job on it. Super, super clean wiring job. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my wiring jobs as of late, I've been trying to use that. I call it the Chinese finger trap stuff, but it's like that. It's like mm -hmm. that nylon mesh stuff. And I try to put all the, the wires through all of that to kind of keep it all nice and tidy and routed certain ways. And yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a challenge. Huh. Yeah, Traxxas is just going hard with all their stuff, man. Mm -hmm. They have a lot, like even just like little accessory stuff like um, traction boards and stuff like that. I mean, like they're really getting after it to where they're kind of like, one source for just about everything you would need for their rigs. Pretty cool. Um, and then Eric, what's your take on Ryzen picking up AKA? I covered that. How close is Ryzen Hobby to a monopoly? Yeah, I don't know. That's gonna it's getting worse. We'll have to ask our that scale RC show legal team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> let you know when the cease and desist shows up um 
He says, also, I'm heading to Axial Fest Badlands in the AM. How far is too far to drive for an event? 15 hours for me. Thanks for the entertainment. That would be pretty close to my max. I That 13 to 15 range, I think, is about all I'm good for. I was going to say, I think the farthest I've driven for an event, if you want to count the, like, yeah, it had to be about nine to 12 hours and surprisingly enough that was at an event i believe in reading and the only reason why it took so long was because i drove to elio's house first then we drove from there to reading so it was kind of like not a straight shot so it was like two and a half three hours that way then another like five hours up the other direction so and then even some of the ones out at reno if you drive straight from the Bay Area, it's about a, a yeah, about an eight-ish. Eight's not uh, bad. Seven. I mean, I... yeah, it all depends on. Really, it depends on traffic because I know it takes us about two and a half, three hours to get to Auburn, and then to get to Reno is about another hour. But it depends if it's actually in Reno, or is it out towards mm. like um, Moon Rocks, which is another forty-five minutes to an hour the other direction right so yeah i mean that's always been kind of my max but i think it also just has to do with driving in general because i mean you gotta like it really depends on the event because like for instance driving to something like he's going to axel fest badlands which is going on this weekend um i believe it's to yeah it should be today through saturday or sunday um but that's like a multi-day event. So to drive 15 hours to drive multiple days um, at an RC event, that's like worth it, you know. Yeah. But if you're going to drive that far to do like a half-day event or a two-hour event, I mean, it's that 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 gets pretty crazy. I was surprised that it was that far for him because it was like 13. For us to go from like a little bit like northern Seattle area to to um, but you're you're also doing what is it called to, to California, right? Yes, he's going to Badlands in Indiana. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, pretty close, same distance. Because I, I, I thought it was a lot closer. Because because where is he located again? Either yeah. Connecticut or Massachusetts, I think. That general okay. area. I mean, I and you pick anywhere in those states. It's about the same. Yeah, I think it's somewhere New England, somewhere. Up yeah. There. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and the other thing yeah. that's always been a trip is I've noticed, like on like when you get really close to the East Coast, all those states are a lot smaller than the West Coast states, so yep. it really doesn't take that long to get through a state. Whereas, like over here, you're like, yeah, to go from here then through, um, you know, like like for instance, when we were on our trip to get through from California through Nevada to Utah. I mean, that's almost a whole day in itself because it's like freaking 800 miles across the state. Right. Whereas like here he's going from like New York to New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, you know, before he even gets to like Indiana. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. The, uh, I, I was thinking that exact same thing. Um, you know, because like, my one of my friends he lives in he lives in new york and to go like anytime he talks about going somewhere like whether it's like washington or philadelphia or anything like that i'm like man that's crazy and then it's like oh no it's like two hours you're like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah all right that's cool it takes me like that to get home (laughs) great yeah it's weird oh let's see um andre campos with summer nights here again what do you guys like to use for night crawling i like rock lights and scale lighting no blinkers but headlights running and brake slash reverse um the light bars can be blinding when crawling in groups yeah yeah Yeah, just like the real thing i think light bars kind of like were a fad for a while um a lot of people just threw them up on everything. I mean, I went through the, the fad. I had a, I had one on my 94. Um, and it's just, 
it was it's like you it was unusable light especially like having a white vehicle it just yeah. reflected back up at yourself so it was like you know and then the same thing with the with the rc cars they're cool and all but you know they do get blinding whereas personally like if you want to see more of what you're crawling over rock lights are the way to go some sort of something to light up from the chassis down to the ground and then just a decent set of headlights or a little light bar in the bumper is probably perfect because then you're getting just enough forward light to see what you're coming up against but i think the rock lights are really where it's at if you want to see what you're doing yeah i can i completely agree like the the lot the the light bars were like you almost couldn't have a crawler without one but it was yeah almost always like not usable light well your headlight ends up doing all the work anyways you know yeah then there's so, that too. you know your your headlamp you know what i mean but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, gosh, I haven't put a light bar light bar on anything since the gatekeeper when it came out. I put a Proline 4-inch on it. Everything else lately, I've been doing just like pods or just headlights and taillights and calling it good. Like I've got a couple sets of um, lit LED rock lights, and gosh, I haven't even had a chance to use them yet. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because it's almost like if you think about it, that's kind of like the way it goes when you go with like real vehicles now too. Because like Michelle's Jeep, we just have – well, she's got the really nice factory LED headlights, but we just put those pillar uh, – the pods on the pillar, the lower part of the windshield, mm-hmm. and those things light up like everything. Just like the little like three inch or four inch like yeah. cubes is that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are crazy bright. I have a set of those that I put on. I guess I call them like ditch lights, depending on yeah. what the rig is. But I have those on my F one fifty. I just haven't wired them up yet to see what they're all about. I've got a pretty big wiring chore ahead of me with that. So. You know, you know what you need to do, and I know this is not RC related at all. You need, <laughs> look, you need to look at like a company, like either S Pod or Switch Pro. Um, I know there's some like cheaper brands on Amazon, um, but those products are worth their weight in gold. It is so much easier running that. I've been seriously considering it because there's one that's like a six gang on mm-hmm. Amazon and it's like 70 bucks, which would be kind of nice. Cause like the light bar that I have now is nine, four inch round lights and the outer two on the left and the right are floods. And then all the rest of them in the middle are, um the other five or spots so it would be kind of cool to be able to have those wired up to where it's sort of mix and match you know being able to turn them on yeah and the cool thing about it is it's usually one wire coming through the firewall up to the control pad and then you have one section underneath the hood where you run all the lights to it and you just plug it into the like for instance um we got the s-pod on michelle's so like and it's like labeled each like set of terminals that you plug into are for whatever switch it is like it'll go one two three four you know all the way across to the six and like we have the compressor on the one then you can put the you put the um those pillar lights on the number two then we have a reverse light that we have on number three and it's just so easy because you don't have to worry about running all these individual switches back into the rig you just go to that and your little switch pod area works. It's not very fun trying to find a hole in the firewall to run all your wiring through. That sucks. Well, there's that too, because I remember, oh God, what was I running? I forget what I was running, but I was running something and like a dumbass, I was drilling holes uh, through the firewall to try and get whatever light or something that I was trying to run on my 94. And I drilled through and like right as it started to go through, I like stopped because I was like, I don't know what's on the other side of it. And I wired everything up and I'm like, all right, cool, sweet. I go to fire up the truck and my radio didn't work. I was like, what the hell? And I happened to look back underneath where I drilled through and I happened to nick the outer two wires on this cluster of wires. And I was like, that's got to be the problem. And then I had to sit there and 
try and solder them all back together, tape them all back up. But it's like, you know, it's like that kind of problem. You're like, ah, you know, that wouldn't have happened if you would have just had to go one time through the one section where it was wide open and you'd be done. Yeah, that's, I think that's definitely the way I'm going to go because I, there's, I've got a set of those little cube lights in my bed by the tailgate too for like, not really backup lights, but like you can fold the tailgate down and turn them on and kind of like use it to light up your pit area or whatever, or load mm -hmm. up the bed of the truck. So like I've had those sitting there forever and I never did wire them up. So I've, I don't know, I got a bunch of stuff like that to do, but I think I'm going to do like you're saying and just go with like a one central switch setup and go that route. Um, Elliot Chappelle says, since SR is all about performance upgrades, when will you release a brass bumper mount for the Enduro? Um, I think that's slated for never, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean you don't want to be like Traxxas? It's going to be like fall of no way in hell. <laughs> yeah, basically. What an idiot. Why would he say that? Um, Jeremy Kim, when is too much too much when it comes to rebuilding your rig, weight, setup, overall look of the build? Well, it's never too much if you're having fun. Yeah, just do whatever you feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's never too much. Um, I mean, because everybody's level of a rebuild is different. Like, um, I'm typically one of those. I don't really ever go back in and like regrease anything unless like i have to or something breaks like so you know um if like you're at like let's say you go to put in a locker or different gears in your in your axles well that's when i'll regrease it until then it'll probably see the same grease the whole time but it might go through a body change here or there you might throw a different bumper on it um maybe different electronics because you're trying something out you know a little different um so i would say there really never is too much yeah yeah i agree yeah i agree with that as well um ryan crowley says adam how was the road trip favorite moment um the road trip i know i discussed this a little bit in the last one uh it was awesome uh, i definitely recommend if anybody's got the time and or money to do so, I recommend doing some sort of a road trip where you're going to be on the road for, I'd say at least a week. We did 10 days. Um, I definitely say everybody should do it because it's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of people that travel a lot, they fly everywhere and, you know, you just drive to the airport, get on a plane, usually on the plane for like, you know, a couple hours and you're at your destination you get in your rental and you do whatever. When you're on the road, you get to see a lot more and you get to see what's actually out there and it's, you get to soak it all in. So it was kind of cool. Cause like now I can at least say, Hey, I've driven across Nevada, across Wyoming through you pretty much through the entire center of Colorado. And it's like, I got to see what was out there more than just, okay, you fly over there, then you've missed all of what was in between. Right. Um, so I thought overall that was a really cool aspect. Um, going to Moab was actually really interesting because it's a total, I guess you can say kind of like a culture shock because I'm used to the West Coast where you have, you're either at the beach or you have the mountains. There's not really like that sandy, deserty rock unless you're down in SoCal, kind of closer to like San Bernardino, you know, the, um, what is it? Uh, drawing a blank now. What desert is that? Oh, Christ. Um, not the Mojave Desert, is it? No. I can't even think of it right now. But anyways, um, unless you're down there, you're not really like there's you don't really get to see like desert formations so when we're out at you know moab it was a trip because you're getting to see all these desert rocks and giant you know um 
formations in these like red and orange rocks that you, you just I just don't normally see. So that was like a trip. So um, definitely going there was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, the whole trip itself was fun. But I guess you know getting to see something other than the mountains was kind of like what was really you know I guess special. Yeah. Special. Um, Travis, with COVID restrictions lifting, are there any races coming up that you would be interested in? Not really, um, because I don't have my nitro program together. So that would kind of be like the condition. Um, once I have the nitro program together, then it's kind of, you know, kind of all open and up for grabs at that point, but I'm not really in a hurry. I want to make sure I do that correctly if I do it. Um, it's not fun if you half-ass it. So, yeah, um, probably not. I'm enjoying kind of doing just stuff at home. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy how much money I save by not going racing. So, there's that, too. So, kind of enjoying that at the moment. Plus, we've been spending a lot of time doing, like, crawler stuff, too, which has been fun. Yeah, that has been, for sure, the bulk of the focus. So, it's... Hard to, you know, any open weekend, it's hard to come by and, yeah, you got to, you know, kind of make it, you know, make it work somehow. Yeah. Um, Jay, how's the wild and crazy dating apps working out for you? Uh, they're not working out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I've no, been over it for a while. No Nordic warriors or anything. No, no, nothing like that. Not lately, at least. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, he says, thanks for a great podcast, guys. Well, thank you. Is he talking to us? <laughs> Maybe. Weird. Um, we'll find out. Um, Wes Braswell is our last question. Wes Braswell, do you take your crawlers on vacation? So I'll jump in on that one. Um <laughs> Not always. It really depends on what we're doing. Since I knew we were going to Moab, I threw two rigs in the truck um, or Jeep because I knew that I wanted to try and get some crawling done, even though I got like none at all. Um, typically, like if I know I'm going out of town and we're doing something, I won't really bring a car just because, like I said, I know I won't have time for it. Um, if you're going out of town to go, you know, rock crawling or scaling or whatever then yeah i'm gonna bring one with me but uh i guess it really just depends on what we're doing yeah i don't know i haven't been on vacation in a really long time so if i did go on vacation i would take them with me something at least i may take something when i go to oregon next month just so that way i can try and get some sort of marketing done in the terrain um, I, I gotta think about I was that. thinking it'd be cool to just I don't know pack around a 24th scale all the time yeah just you know leave it in your backpack or whatever because they're so little yeah, yeah that too. I, I like that idea yeah I like that um, yeah that's it for questions wow which actually since we keep bringing up the 24th scale that's why I'm trying to kind of throw a few more parts at the 24th scale to, you know, make it a little more capable. Um, I've driven, I've driven the JLU a handful of times. Um, and I was just like, yeah, you know, it, it, it works, but you can definitely see where there's room for improvement. Um, so I guess the list of parts that I've gotten so far is um, I got new wheels coming uh, just because I got the RC four wheel drive, KM3s and then I got the battery tray that like lowers it uh, between the frame rails I think from what I've seen and that was from oh, I ordered that on Shapeways that was a like what is it Mo like racer 19 or something like that or mod 19 whatever he's on Instagram um, but I got hit I'm also running his sliders on there but uh, that's the first like performance Thing I bought from him and then 
I'm going to see if it works. I got the servo mount to put a different servo in there. I'm going to try and put, because I have one of those uh, MKS, I think it's a 6100 um, or 3100 um, uh, micro servo from when I was trying to use that for the dig in the Capra. So I'm going to try and get that to work. And then the only other stuff was the brass knuckles and the brass front uh, diff cover only because I was trying to keep a little more weight up front. So when you're cresting over stuff, it doesn't want to teeter backwards. I found a battery tray on Thingiverse for our SCX24 that we have as we have the JLU one and it moves the battery to the front and that made a huge difference in how that thing works. Nice. Yeah. I, like I said, this one, I think still keeps it where it's at. It just drops it. So you don't have to like modify anything else really. And I think it also comes with new uh, shock mounts, like because you're replacing where the other ones go. Right. I'm trying to look at ours to see if that's the way this is too. Um, yeah, it does the shocks and the body mount. They're all part of the battery tray mount. I wish they made more stuff for the Enduro, but... That's where you guys are going to have to come up with a... What are you going to call it? You're going to have to call it something else because you already have the what is it it's the apx oh the epx yeah we we could do the mpx the micro but i don't know i don't even know what we would do on that thing i almost I, like almost like what we already talked about some sort of battery tray maybe a servo so you can run other micro servos because i don't know how is the servo on the um on the enduro or the you know the associated 24th scale seems to be pretty good it's not axle mounted it's it's a cms but i don't know i would like to see i mean i it's a tall order because it's really really we're talking some very small parts but some better shocks would be kind of nice for some of these little rigs yeah do you think do you think those little RC are they hot racing? I forget if they're hot racing or RC four wheel drive that makes the shocks, and they come with like three different spring rates. I think hot racing has some. Somebody has actually like oil filled shocks that you can get for it. I, I want to say it's hot racing. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, dude. There's not even a scratch on the diffs on this thing like on the scx it has been used so little <laughs> poor thing it's had no kind of life so far um real quick uh chris trudeau had an answer for last week's question about the tools um mm -hmm. he said what he you know his things are the black and decker cordless screwdriver and the eight piece uh hex driver set from factory team Oh, yep. That's a dog combo. That one dude posted up the uh, C-Clip tool. I saw that. that one. That's yeah. pretty neat, man. Like, I might actually have to pick one of those up. I had never seen that one before. Yeah, Dynamite Yeah, Dynamite E-Clip tool. I thought that was super cool. Never, yeah. never seen that. Yeah, no. You would think something like that is convenient as that would be. You would think you'd see it popping <laughs> up somewhere. Right. Yeah, so real quickly, I was just looking. I think I got these ones, the Hot Racing SCX24 Reservoir Friction Damp uh, Damper Shocks. Uh, they're they're cheap. They're like twenty six bucks, twenty seven bucks. Um, they come with an extra set of springs, so you can do a different, um, what you call it? Uh, you know, different spring rate. Um, and then what does it say? And it actually does, this is the one you're talking about where you can actually put um, oil in them or silicone. Um, I'm going to give those a shot too. I'm wondering if that length would work on your 24. I think they're pretty darn close to being the same. I think my Enduro 24 is in the house right now. So I don't have it right in front of me to look at, just the axial one. 
but I think it's pretty close to the same length. I would be curious to know if the holes for the screws are the same diameter, if they use the same kind of hardware. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. It's like we almost should do like a, I don't know if we, if we could ever do like a comparison, like a live comparison between the rigs. I mean, you have both rigs. I was going to say between like, you know, my rig and your rig. Oh, yeah. One that's like heavily modified versus one that just has like one thing done to it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's I'm still waiting on some parts. I mean, I have a handful of them sitting there. Um, the, the biggest, my biggest pet peeve with the 24th scale is the aftermarket wheels. They're either very gaudy or they look very like cheap. They need to stop putting like regular scale wheel, like 10th scale hardware on the outside of them. Cause it looks crazy. No, I agree. And then. Yeah, and then like some of the ones that I think that look really good, I just don't know how well they're going to hold up. Like for instance, I think Gearhead has some 24th scale wheels and they're all machined, but they're glue on. And it's like Yeah, I saw somebody gluing, else did that too. Gluing to aluminum, I just don't know how well that's going to hold up. It it's not bad. I I mean, I've done it before, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, the Samix ones, I believe their wheels are brass. You glue those. Then they have an aluminum set that you glue also. SSD and RC four-wheel driver actual beadlock ones. Um yeah, there it's weird, man. Like there's just not not a lot of choices right now. Like, and I don't know how you pronounce it, if it's Treal or T-Real or whatever, but they have some that are like, okay, but again, they've got the hardware on the outside. Those, whatever it was, Power Hobby ones, I think that we had gotten for the giveaway rig. So far, those are my favorite, but they're just kind of a really blah design. Um, I sanded the lip on them so that it looked like, you know, they had like a aluminum beadlock ring that was you know different because there were black wheels and like that helped you know give it some detail but i don't know not a lot out there just yet and what is out there there's a lot of it on back order oh then there's that too which i get like 24th scale so popular right now Dude, there's I, I still would love to, but it's just, the price is killing me. Um, I'd love to do one of those um, the micro shark conversions. Oh yeah, those are cool, huh? But I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, because that's all through Shapeways, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Ouch. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go on there right now and look. I believe. Let's see if I can look it up. Uh, David, what the hell? That's weird. I've never actually gone to Shapeways. Um, I've never actually gone to their. Oh, there we go. Search our marketplace. Um, Micro shark. Okay, the frame is fifty eight eighty eight. Then you Ooh. need the seats. Then you need the seats, which is another fourteen dollars. Well, thirteen fifty eight. Then the dash, which is another seven fifty three. Then they recommend, but it's not needed, this servo mount so that way you can put the bigger servo in there, which is another ten forty nine. Then there's a fuel cell slash cooler cover for the rear, which is another $13.49. Then you need the chassis parts, so that way it holds all your 
electronics and everything, that's another 1687. Then you need a right side panel, which is 649, a left side panel, which is another 649. What else they have? Then you have the two different kinds of hoods, but they're both this, about the same price, 1245 and 1248. Dude, that's you, like a $300 rig by the time you're done. Like I said, by the time you're done, yeah, you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at after you buy the car, which you're probably, you'll buy the 24, the SCX 24 for about 125, 150 at the highest. Um, and then you're going to probably have about another hundred ish dollars in upgrade parts. I mean, it's going to be almost as expensive as a one tenth scale ready to run when you're all done. Yeah. That is so gnarly. Wow. So, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, oh, it's Mod 19RC. I'm sorry, I totally butchered his name on the one I was talking about earlier. Um, I said Racer 19. Um, he, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, he even has this thing. You can actually, he's got an SCX 24E ECX barrage motor plate, so you can put there, you can put that motor in there. I mean, he's got so much stuff and it's like, the only problem is when you go through Shapeways, it's expensive. Supposedly, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he also sells his stuff on my mini factory, which means then you could buy the file and print it yourself, but still, yeah, it gets pricey. Yeah, very. That adds up really quick. So that's what's always kind of held me off. Plus, I like all my rigs that I have. I have the JLU, which I think is really cool. So I have that one the way it, like just stock. I have the Chevy C10, which um, my buddy's son picked up for me from our uh, hobby shop before they closed. So that's kind of sentimental. So I don't really want to tear that apart. And then my only other... 24th scale is the hard body suburban so it's like you know how do you tear all those apart yeah so i was like eh, i'd have to get a deadbolt and even that like i said it's another it's like 125 so i don't know so, so i might break down one time and do it but would be cool Yeah, because I forget who does it on – there was somebody who does it on Instagram, and they hold little 124th races. Oh, yeah. I think Randall had gone to a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Something Pellegrino. Or something oh, like Jordan Pellegrino? Yes, him. Yeah, that's his course is no joke. I remember seeing pictures of it. It looks gnarly. Kind of a slow week as far as yeah stuff goes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, yeah. same here. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> struggling to stay awake right now <laughs> man yeah it's been a long week already i'm ready for it to be over yeah oh we can talk about those foams that i posted up that picture of i want to try those i think those are pretty cool do it hopefully they're not too stiff but i don't know they look like a cool idea yeah give it a go i, I john martin said something about how copying the guy in germany or whatever i don't know if he's talking about crazy crawler or some other brand but I, I don't know i had never seen foams that were that style by anybody before today yeah but i don't know they're intriguing <laughs> be worth checking out someone i think someone just posted a question on our instagram at the very Are you sure? last moment yeah, it wasn't that advertisement of no i looked at that earlier um let's see i just got the thing for it <laughs> 
what's the last thing? This is from Checkered Pass 503. He says, what's the last thing you could think of that Axial Fest would release at Axial Fest? Or Axial would release at Axial Fest Badlands. The last thing? Last yeah. thing? I don't know if he means, like, a most unlikely or this is our last chance to take a stab at potentially being wrong. Oh, like actually trying to guess for yeah, I'm not. I'm not be. sure. If honestly, they're releasing something, it's been kept pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah I honestly, like, I don't. I don't see them releasing anything. You. Yeah, the least I mean, likely thing I could see them doing would be doing a reissue of the Yeti or EXO. Yep. <laughs> that's that's probably like that would be the most surprising thing ever but I feel like yeah, we would have no. heard some whispers at this point yeah no i i don't know it'd be interesting i, I don't think there's anything coming though yeah i don't think so either uh and then his other question was what's an underrated vehicle that doesn't get enough credit oh boy underrated vehicle that doesn't get enough credit uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would say, I mean, I, I probably would be uh, the red cat because I mean, those bodies, the, on uh, the scout bodies are pretty, like, they're pretty nice. Like for everybody kind of always having that joke about red cat being like the, you know, not hobby grade but like basically like the runt of the yeah. litter yeah the, having the you know having that nice body like it's actually like the, the truck works pretty well i know a handful of people that have them and that crawls pretty well it's never gotten the recognition like axial or associated did or even um traxxas and i just don't think they ever will um and i you know that might be one that i would put up for underrated yeah i think yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. I mean, and they do have a pretty like deep cult following too, you know, like there's definitely, you know, like a core group of customers they have that are really into those rigs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I, there's MST, but I don't know anybody who has one, so I couldn't like tell you about it. Cross RC, I don't know. I mean, I, I know a couple of people that have their stuff. Like it, it's nice, but it's kind of about the same quality as like RC four wheel drive, you know, like a lot of metal parts, you know, but not like really nice metal parts necessarily i don't know it, it's hard to explain without sounding super super derogatory you know but like i don't know they're nice but not the most capable things i guess is what i could say mm -hmm. oh, cool do we have anything else no, honestly, I think that's it. We might actually have a really short episode this week. Yeah, I think so. Or just over an hour. So, uh, right, yeah, right around an hour. So, I think that works. Yeah, it's good to me. Um, I guess the only other thing I would just throw in there is kind of like a last little whatever. If you guys have been following um, Axial's social media, they are doing that online um, Axial Fest uh, concourse thing. So, like every time they put up a post or they're calling or whatever it is that next class um just post up a picture and you're supposed to use their hashtag axial fest from home so i didn't know if that's anything anybody wants to participate in i know they just finished the scx 24 now they're doing trail truck or daily driver so and i think at the it's the end of the month i don't know they're gonna they're gonna pick winners you can win swag or whatever so awesome thought it was kind of cool neat different yeah, I saw that on their Instagram stories today. It was almost like it kept pairing up different rigs. So they I don't know if it was like an elimination type thing they were doing, but it was kind of a neat idea. I do got to say out of those, that one Chevy is badass. 
that is and honestly the quad kind of got my attention that quad looks pretty legit the quad was different because it you know like they they turned it into a different vehicle it's kind of like when everybody used to get the uh the yeti jr and turn it into a razor before they turn before they came out with their own right yeah so yeah it was kind of neat but with that say we wrap it up yeah sounds good well we will catch all you guys later all righty see you guys see ya